0: What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode here of the Sci Guys Football Forum. I'm one of your co hosts, Drum of the Side. joined us all by my good friend, my good buddy, the other half of the Sci Guys, and also dressed in white, just like myself, Mr. Tad the Side And, Tad. Been a little bit of a break here. I mean, I know uh, we just had 4th of July, and this is sort of when you take your annual trip to go visit a lot of your family up in uh, Michigan. I don't know if it's Detroit specifically, but I think it's like you said, northern Michigan, I think. if I remember
1: It right. is northern okay. Michigan, a okay. great small town by the name of Bay Harbor. It was great, though. Okay. I got to enjoy a lot of family time and also got to enjoy a lot of Indian food. So uh,
0: Party par-
1: par- Puri, am I saying that right?
0: Yeah, Uh,
1: Correct me, go for it.
0: Body booty, that's how you say it. Okay, yeah, you're
1: you're a better Indian than I am. So (laughs) anyway, I guess I I, yeah no. So it was great. I got to enjoy a lot of great time with family. But honestly, I'm happy to be back with my podcast family. So.
0: Bring it in, buddy. Let's let's do this. Yeah, this is gonna be good times for sure. Uh, we definitely still had you covered with some great content, even though we had about a week or so off. Uh, we only dropped one episode last week, but we still had a couple episodes the previous week. So make sure you turn back, check out all of that in case you were also on vacation during the Fourth of July week and you're enjoying some time with family and just taking a break from everything else. So yeah, check back on lots of those episodes, lots of great content. Um, but yes, the biggest thing that we kept telling you guys over those past couple of weeks as well is that as soon as the 4th of July was over and we were coming back we are diving headfirst into a ton of fantasy content. We're you know? back, baby. Exactly. Let's we're, do it. We are switching over. We're finally going full heavy on fantasy content. I mean, we definitely want to make sure you guys are prepared. So we're gonna do an early plug for this. I mean, you see the ticker coming down below. Make sure you follow us on our social media handles on Twitter. You got me at arm of the side twenty three, you got Tad Ted Sign 94. You got the show handle at the guys, and of course we're on Instagram at the guys as well. So, guys. Please interact with us. We'd love to give you advice on your draft, on your cheat sheets. Who do we like as sleepers? Who do we think are going to be buzz? You know, I mean, just anything and everything when it comes to fantasy stuff. We'd love to help you out. Like I said, we're going to be dropping a lot of great content, both through the podcast, hopefully some articles. Like I said, on social media, we're going to be dropping rankings and graphics for sleepers and busts, and Tad may drop some polls. And I mean, it's like, we're going to do a lot of stuff. So I mean, make sure you're following us because this is the time. Because, I mean, Tad, we're only a couple weeks away from training camp starting. So, I mean, I just got – Exactly. I just saw on Twitter that the Niners released all of their open practice schedules. So, I mean, it's like it's coming. And then right after that, preseason is going to start. And then right after that, Tad, the season is going to kick off. So, it's going to be here sooner than you think. And because of that, fantasy football drafts are going to be here sooner than you think as well. So, we want to make sure that you're prepared. So, we're going to be diving in headfirst into – I think, Tad, we talked about this, I think, before, but do you think the quarterback is the most important position? Because, I mean, that's where we're starting today. We're going to be diving into a lot of topics surrounding fantasy quarterbacks and just, you know, overall, what we think about this year's crop. But just, yeah, like I said, do you think this is the most important position to draft on your roster? 100%, because there's this weird stigma that,
1: yes, a lot of quarterbacks score, you know, 300 plus points, but that almost means that you shouldn't take them in the first round. But I actually disagree. If you have a surefire first round quarterback, you should take them in the first round over a running back because every year there's a running back that's going to bust out on the scene. Uh, you know, a potential example right now is Bijan Robinson is like a running back like that could bust out and do your team as well as you could a first round running back that you draft. And so It's very hard to find that same substitute with a quarterback. So I think this whole like kind of, oh, be afraid to take a quarterback in the first round, that needs to go. So absolutely, I'm I'm not saying like, you know, go first round quarterback always. But if you have a guy you really believe in, 100%, go for him.
0: Yeah, and we'll definitely get into this more as far as just, like, how do we feel about ADP, average draft position with a lot of these guys, and just, like, we We need a little bit of stats on that one. (laughs) Exactly. We sort of need to go into a little bit just more about just, like, strategy, especially of, like, how you're approaching your draft as well, Um, because, you know— I'm still kind of in the boat that's like, you know, the first round maybe is a little bit too early for me, but it's like, I can understand, I can understand it. I can understand it. I think just the way the league is shifting into being more pass first, I think just, there's a lot more priority on the quarterback position and making sure you have a good one. And obviously it's very similar to the tight end position where it's like the top ones are very elite. So it's like, if you have a chance to grab one of those guys, i.e. a Patrick Mahomes, a a Jalen Hurts, a Josh Allen, it's like, if you have the ability to take one of those guys, I can justify them going in the first round. But just, I think, there's a lot of value later in the draft that you could supplement the rest of your roster. So I'm still in that boat. I know a lot of people, Tad, they feel the same way you do, where it's just like, forget it. I want my guys, so I'm going to take them in the first round. And I could totally understand that. But Let's start with our rankings here. And we're not going to go through our full rankings like we did last year. We're going to release that on social media, which once again, you see the ticker down below, make sure you follow us on social media because we will be dropping our positional rankings from quarterback all the way through kicker and defenses as well. And so we're only going to be talking about who we both have at number 1 in today's episode. And then make sure you tune into social media to see the rest of our rankings for the quarterback position. But just Tad, I mean I think we we discussed this before yeah, we obviously recorded. It's pretty obvious who we both like at number you're right, one. You're right.
1: Three, three, two, one. wait. wait, wait three, before, okay, before we get right. into
0: that, because the big thing, too, is that both of our rankings are different, yet we still came with the same guy. That's true. And all so right. Chad, so do
1: you want to describe how you did your rankings?
0: So I do mine as the traditional way of just going pre-draft rankings. So these are guys that, like, as – As you approach your fantasy draft, these are the guys that you sort of want to order as far as like, okay, I want to take this guy around this point. I'll take this guy around this point. It's like your quarterback rankings heading into the draft, whereas Tad takes a different approach, which also makes a ton of sense as well, because that also affects your draft strategy as you're drafting. And so, Tad, why don't you lay out how you approach your draft rankings? Okay, so lay this out for the people. I'm right. He's wrong. Is...
1: (laughs) The way a does it is he does it by like how people are going to be drafted. I do it with the way they're going to end. So the way they are going to help you the most. But like he said, is we both end up with the top quarterback, uh, which means I just, you know, that's the best quarterback in the league. And uh, you, are you ready now? Can I do it now? Yeah, now we can. Okay, do all, it right, all right, <laughs> <You ready>? three, <laughs> two, one. Patrick Patrick Mahomes Mahomes. that did not line up well at all, but we'll, I didn't know how fast you were going to say it. It's been two weeks. People were rusty, but anyway, it's it's Patrick Mahomes is easily, whether you're drafting him to be the best quarterback before the season or after the season, bottom line is this dude is the best quarterback. He has not thrown or I shouldn't say throw. He has not scored less than 39 touchdowns since 2018 like this dude is the absolute real deal and he did it with zero zero talent at the wide receiver position sorry Juju Smith here sir you kind of proved me wrong there because he was my fancy sleeper last year and he did not live up
0: that yep yeah
1: man that was that was a fancy prediction that really did not turn out well. But regardless is like that shows Mahomes' value is that like he had nothing to work with and he still somehow made it work to the point of a Super Bowl championship. So, yeah, Mahomes he's good for like 40 touchdowns. You're good.
0: Yeah, hands down, hands down, because, Tad, a lot of the talk before the season began last season was just that how is this offense going to look, specifically against the passing offense, going to look without Tyreek Hill? Because this that was the mm-hmm. first season without Tyreek Hill. He is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. And so it's like, is this offense going to be as explosive? Is Patrick Mahomes still going to be the same guy that we saw? Clearly it all <laughs> worked out because, like you said, they won a Super Bowl. He finished as QB1 in fantasy circles. Tad, here's a great stat that I think sort of replicates just how much progression Patrick Mahomes then took last season is that he threw a touchdown pass to 11 different players last season. That was tied with Josh Allen, and Josh Allen finished as QB, 2 in fantasy league circles. So, I mean, clearly it's like without that main weapon, obviously he was relying on Travis Kelsey a lot. But besides that, it was more of just like, oh, this guy's open. I'm going to throw in the ball. It doesn't matter who he is. And so that obviously led to him having such a great season. I'm gonna put you on the spot here. Name those loving players. Okay, I can't do that. Well, one of us Travis Kelsey, one Kelsey, of them Judy Smith Schuster, Schuster, uh McCole Hardman, Hardman, uh, Marquez Valdez Gantling, okay. um Kadarius Tone. No, he didn't score in the regular season. He scored in the Well, um,
1: he's he he did score in the regular season, but did wasn't he? Okay. from a Oh man, was that jet
0: pass? Yeah,
1: be because pass. the jet
0: sweep is technically called yeah. a pass now, so yeah. it's no, that's, possible. Okay, all
1: right. So we'll, we'll include him. I don't know if that's true or not, but—
0: I don't know either. You're forgetting one either. big
1: one. I'm surprised you're missing
0: this one. Uh, Jared McKinnon scored a lot of uh, touchdowns. Okay, Jones McKinnon,
1: below. you're still so missing the big one.
0: Isaiah Pacheco, I think. Ah, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think probably their backup tight end, uh, Noah Gray, I think his name. I think he scored one, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay, you don't have this. I know I have him I
1: was putting him on the spot here.
0: Uh, but just still, like I said, it just sort of speaks to the fact that it's just like it didn't matter who the main guy was. just The main thing was just that, oh, if you're open for a touchdown, I'm going to throw it to you. And that's pretty much how he was able to go through. And so, Tad, the crazy thing is that that was his first QB1 finish since… The first time he became the starter for the Kansas Ooh. City Chiefs back in 2018, where he threw for 50 touchdowns, he totally broke onto the scene. He finished as a QB1 that year as well. But just what's also crazy, like I said, speaks to the consistency as to why I could sort of justify, like you said, taking a quarterback in the first round, is that of the five seasons that he has been the starter of the Kansas City Chiefs, four of the seasons he finished in the top five. The one season he didn't, he finished seventh. So, OK, he's still in the top 10. But then the crazy thing is that, like I said, he had two first place p- finishes included in those four seasons that he finished within the top five. So, I mean, like you said, Ted, this guy's the best quarterback in the league. There's a reason why he's the number one rankings, whether it's like you said, pre-draft or post-draft. When the league is over, this is the guy that you want. And this is the guy that's like, like I said, if you took him in the first round, 100 percent could justify it.
1: Well, and that's the biggest thing too is consistency, right? Is I, I shared this out on the podcast last summer, where if you look at the top five running backs, you know, uh, season to season in terms of fantasy points wise, the the m- fluctuation is insane. It is like the top five is almost never identical from season to season, but with quarterbacks it almost is. So yes, you could gamble big with a running back that you want to take because I understand that running back, you know pool seems shallow but at the same time you gotta kind of measure risk versus reward there where you know what you're getting with Patrick Mahomes so if I'm if I had the second overall pick I'm honestly contemplating taking Patrick Mahomes because I I just I know what I'm getting I know it's a safe bet and that's just the thing is like do you want to really gamble or do you want to go for the safe bet and when it comes to fantasy football as someone who is eight eating at a Denny's for 24 straight hours. I can tell you, you'll want to go with the safe bet. So it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I think the quarterback, if you know, he can be consistent. Cause like you said, he's been consistent for four out of five seasons here. That that's the gamble I'm taking rather than, you know, Derek Henry.
0: Well, that's the thing. It's not a gamble. It's consistent. So it's like right. that's something you can rely on. So, yeah, like I said, I could understand, I could justify it. But let's get to a topic here that I think people could have differing opinions on. Oh, and so this, I think we're going to talk hot. about this as this far as the hot. fantasy quarterback bust this year and so I mean I think we're both you know everybody has their opinion about like oh well he has this situation so I think he's going to be a sleeper and that's like no you can already look at the other side of that debate and be like no I think he's absolutely going to be a bust so let's focus on the bust here first and then we'll get to the sleepers right afterwards but just Tad who's a quarterback that you just don't think is going to perform all that well this year maybe they had a good season last season maybe it just things have just changed or whatever it is but just like who are you labeling a quote-unquote bust this year? I think it's a sign of team
1: confidence that should not transfer to you confidence. And what I mean by that is uh, the Giants just handed Daniel Jones $160 million.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: (laughs) Not a great call. Not a great call. So I think that it it was one of those things where I kind of looked at last year's Uh, stats. I was like, holy shit, this guy did better than I thought. And uh, that was because Daniel Jones finished as the ninth best fantasy quarterback last year. But the big reason for that was because he finished with seven touchdowns, seven rushing touchdowns, I Mm -hmm. should say. So, okay, great. But are the Giants going to rush as much now that they've invested so much money in him? I'm not so sure. And so those numbers are probably going to go down. I'm sure he's still going to knock three or four right there. But the biggest concern for me is look at who he's passing to. So you have Darren Waller. Sure. I'm not going to say anything bad about Darren Waller, other than the fact that he's 33 and he may be past his prime. And then you look at other guys like Jalen Hyatt, Sterling Shepard, Wendell Robinson, like, okay, they're all great number two guys, but they have – like, there's no number one threat there that I'm really like, oh, okay, no, Daniel Jones is gonna like that's his go-to target. There's no one on the Giants roster that's really screaming that at me. And so I think that with Daniel Jones with this this new contract, a lot of people are going to be drafting him as a quarterback one. And you look back on let's not forget if Saquon is healthy. Are you really scoring that many rushing touchdowns? Or are you going to run it as much with the quarterback if your star running back is healthy? So I think a lot of people are going to be drafting him as a solid uh, QB1 option. But I really think that's a mistake. I, th- I see Daniel Jones as a hesitant QB2 option as of now. So I think a lot, a lot of people are going to be disappointed with Daniel Jones heading into the season.
0: I completely agree with this because we talked about this in our episode where we talked about interesting position battles and which team did I bring up? I brought the New York you Giants no, and did. the wide receiver situation because I and, talked about – that's why like, I remember a lot of these receivers' names. <laughs> there you go. And I brought the fact that I was like I don't know if they have a true number one option in they that don't. group. It's like it's going to be – everything is up for grabs. And so there's a lot of, like you said, solid producers. It's like I like Darius Slayton. I like uh, Sterling Shepard. when he's I am not
1: getting one. Thank
0: you. Yeah. Sterling like- like Shepard, when he's healthy, he's very produ- uh, productive. We talked about Jamison Crowder being a member of the team. He's the veteran of the group. So he could be a solid contributor. Jalen Hyatt's an absolute burner. So I bet you he's going to be able to show some flashes where he can get open down the field and score some points there. Wandell Robinson shows flashes as well. So it's just like – but just – that's the thing. It's just like I don't know if I'm going to see enough consistency from this wide receiver group, which will then lead to Daniel Jones just then not being able to be consistent as a quarterback to then find all these guys. Now, you could hope that like we sort of talked about with Patrick Mahomes where it's just like it doesn't matter who's open. I'm just going to find the open guy, and I'm going to move the ball down the field, and I'm going to score that way. But then you could also see it where it's like – Brian Dable was a little bit more conservative with Daniel Jones. He wasn't as aggressive with the Josh Allen that he had in Buffalo, right? So I think you sort of see that where it's like, okay, yeah, they gave him that much amount of money, but they kind of had to because they weren't sure what they were going to do outside of Daniel Jones, right? So it's like, I think just that conservative nature is going to continue going forward until they decide that they want to move on from Daniel Jones, and so because of that, it really limits his fantasy upside where it's like, yes, the rushing ability, like you said, is there, but just I don't know if we'll see enough to make him finish within the top 10 again. I just I and, don't see that happening.
1: And again, I cannot overemphasize this enough. With Saquon Barkley hopefully being healthy, I think that will really cut into Daniel Jones' rushing numbers as well. But Amir, are you ready to play our favorite game?
0: <laughs> I guess so. Let's hear.
1: It's that. time to play over under. Okay. Over under. <laughs> one one year in his career that Daniel Jones has thrown for over twenty five touchdowns.
0: One year. So over under one. So I guess over, over under one point yes. five, right? So you're pretty much saying whether you're not. Yes. Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah. got it. Um, I think he did it last year. I'm gonna say one. Uh, you are correct, but you're wrong on the year.
1: Oh, okay, damn it. No, so he threw for <laughs> over 25 touchdowns, so 26 in ah, 2019.
0: Okay. In 2019, okay. Since
1: then, he has not thrown for over 25 <laughs> touchdowns. Yeah. You can't trust great, yeah. that when it comes to fantasy. No, you that's can't. tough. He's not trustworthy. And I really, I, I, maybe it's again, we're waiting for this ADP uh, data to come out and i will be fascinated to see where he lands, but something in me is just telling me a lot of people are going to be drafting him as, and maybe it's because one of my best friends is a giants fan and is talking him up. But I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be drafting Daniel Jones as a QB one. And I feel like that's a massive, massive mistake.
0: I agree with that one. I agree with that one. Now, I'm going to go and give you a quarterback in the same division that definitely a lot of people are going to be drafting as a QB one, but just, I don't think I'm going to see the same production level that can make him ward being a QB one. And I'm going to go Dak Prescott, the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And so the big thing that I think some people are just maybe going to fail to understand that Kellen Moore made this offense a lot more dynamic than a lot of people realize. And the fact that he was fired, he was fired, and he is now a member Jerry, of the Los
1: Jerry Jones will look for any person to put their head on a pike or spike or whatever, but,
0: like, good God. Like, yeah. look in the mirror, man. And so now he is a member of the Los Angeles Chargers coaching staff as their offensive coordinator, and I very much like that. I brought this up on an episode I think a while back that Justin Herbert's a guy that I'm very much in on as far as the fact that he's pairing up with Kellen Moore. but Quentin perspective- Johnson! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's one of the I'll reasons just, why I like I'll Justin just. Herbert, though. That's one of the reasons why I like him, though, too, because he has all the weapons, including the rookie Quentin Johnson on TCU. But let's jump back to Dak Prescott as to why I just am not a fan of him this year is that Mike McCarthy has said after, you know, they had the press conference and like, why is Kellerman let go? Like, what are you going to do this different? He said, I want to emphasize running the ball more. That's great for Tony Pollard. I mean, that's fantastic for Tony Pollard and Deuce Vaughn, who they just drafted as well. And um, Malik Davis, I think, is their number two guy currently right now. So it's like, that's great for all them. But that doesn't spell a lot of great things for Dak Prescott. Like, I mean, there's a reason why he was so good. So, Dad, I'm going to give you his fantasy finishes um, every single season that Dak Prescott has played in the court. Uh, the so the first three seasons without Kellen Moore, as a rookie, he finished sixth. So he actually came onto the scene pretty well. Okay. Then he finished 11th. And then he mm. finished 10th. So it's actually not mm. bad. Not bad. Now with Kellen Mid- Moore. Middle
1: tier. Though, middle tier.
0: Here's where it takes the step up, though. With Kellen okay. Moore, he finished second. His very first season with Kellen Moore. Second, Get second. guy. Second.
1: Yes, second
0: finish second. Yes. Holy and that's shit. why I'm so high on Justin Herbert because I think that instant sort of, you know, just the change is going to make a make such great wonders for Justin Herbert. So second with okay. his first season, Calebore. That's good. Evidence. 30th, unfortunately, the next season, but he got hurt. He only yeah, played that, in five that's when so
1: that's when his like ankle went the wrong way. Right? Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. let's unless we talk about that, probably Ooh. better there.
0: <laughs> um, then he finished seventh. He came back because completely healthy, so seventh is a pretty good finish, too. And then unfortunately, last season he finished nineteenth because he also missed five games last season as well so unfortunately he wasn't healthy under kellen Moore as much as we probably wanted to especially cowboys fans probably wanted him to be but when he was healthy he was very productive under that offense so it's just translate going from a very modern pass friendly dynamic offense to a more put it nicely old school sort of traditional approach under mike mccarthy it's not going to benefit him from a fantasy uh, prospect because He's not the same runner that he was when he was younger either. So it's like you can't benefit from those rushing touchdowns that you used to be able to. He's purely – he's going to get you like maybe three to four, but nowhere near the like you know six or seven that he was getting earlier in his career as well as all those rushing yards. Now it's just mainly just scrambling just to break, uh, escape out of a broken play and sort of get you positive yardage. That's all he's going to give for you. Now it's just all through the air. And then I think just the biggest thing, the external factor too is just that While he may have a good season, I think other people are going to have better seasons, which is going to drop him out of the top 10, potentially out of the top 12 as well. I mean, obviously people will see all rankings when we release them, but... Maybe a couple of us, either of us, have him outside of our top 12s. So, I mean, we will see there. Okay, so Tad's giving you, will, you know, not it. so much of a tease. I'll, admit it, right right you. <laughs> I'll
1: admit it right away. He is not my top 12, and I'm just going to put it in here a little bit. Yeah, go for I'm, it. Go for I'm it. it. I'm so glad you brought up his rushing touchdowns because that, I feel like that's uh, almost an illusion or something that people like talk themselves into of like, oh, no, he's a runner. He gets a lot of, uh, you know, rushing touchdowns. He hasn't had over five rushing touchdowns since 2018. Exactly. So, like, and I, I know it's, it's – and trust me, this made me feel very old at the time, but, like, 2018 was five years ago. So, like, he has not had over five – five is not that many yep. – five rushing touchdowns in
0: five years. And so really quick, Tad, 2018 was the last season that he played without Kellen Moore. There you go. And that also, so tells you something it, too.
1: that's the whole thing is like maybe they, you know, implement him as a rushing attack, but I just don't see it, especially after that ankle injury. They saw what happened after he goes down. So I think they'll play him safe. And it's just he he lacks the rushing ability to really make it, you know, like a Jalen Hurts type, where like, okay, the rushing ability makes up for his lack of, a, you know, passing ability. But I don't think Dallas is really going to utilize him to his full potential. I don't blame them, but at the same time, also fantasy-wise, doesn't mean he has a whole lot of
0: value to me. Exactly. Exactly. So, like I said, the external factors. It's like, like I said, I'm very high on Herbert. I think he's going to finish in the top ten. uh Lamar Jackson, fully healthy, I think he's very much going to finish in the top ten. Aaron Rodgers with his bevy of weapons, he has a good shot at finishing in the top ten. Um, hard, hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, hard knocks, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, if Tua vialoa can stay healthy, he's got a good shot at finishing in the top ten. And the last guy I want to bring up, Jared Goff, with all the hype surrounding mm-hmm. Detroit, and he had a pretty good season last year. I think he has a good shot of finishing in the top ten as well. And And just the last thing I want to bring up with Dallas and Dak Prescott here is why I'm just not a huge fan of him this year is that this offense, I just don't feel as confident in the overall offense compared to previous seasons because it's like you lost Dalton Schultz. He's playing at Houston now. You released Ezekiel Elliott, and I mean I know he wasn't the same Ezekiel Elliott that you drafted, but he was still a productive rusher for you and effective getting short yardage for you. So I mean that was still something you could rely on, right? So that's gone as well. You've added Brandon Cooks, which is a good addition. Uh, but Michael Gallup, after his injury, he just didn't look like the same guy pre injury. So you wonder about that trio. Like, I mean, you could totally trust C.D. Lamb, but outside of that, it's just like, I don't know if I trust Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup. You got the tight end position with that Dalton Schultz. Now you got Jake Ferguson and you got. Um, Help me out here if you can name another tight end on Dallas I'm on Cowboys. i They drafted um, somebody. Peyton in... Hendershoot, I think there his name go. is. I think he's like a
1: third string guy. So just like. Didn't they draft uh, uh, Schoonmaker, the tight end? That sounds uh... right. Yes, I think uh, they drafted yeah.
0: Schoonmaker. So like they got that there. So it's like unsure what you got at the tight end position. So hopefully they can break out. But we All don't right, know. I got, it, then... I got it. I got it. Uh,
1: Ferguson, Peyton Hendershot, Hendershot, Luke okay. Schoonmaker, and Sean McKinnon.
0: I'm gonna get it okay but yeah they drafted Scoobaker that's who's a, that's got a lot whole of lot of nope there <laughs> exactly and then the last thing is that as much as we were optimistic about Toddy Pollard this is the first season that he's the primary back so can he be as effective like I mean we've seen it at times as flashes last season but now that everybody knows he's the main guy can he still be that same dynamic runner we saw last season and seasons prior so that sort of makes me worry a little bit as well so just overall just like all those factors combined it's like Is Dak Prescott going to be terrible? No. Should you not draft him? No. But I'm just saying that at the value and where his ADP is most likely, I wouldn't take him there. I'd wait and take somebody else instead and let somebody else deal with the problems that Dak Prescott is going to bring.
1: And you touched on something so important that I love is that a lot of people don't take into account when they draft a quarterback, what's the receiving room looking like exactly. is because like, exactly what you said with Brandon cooks, he's a good receiver, but he doesn't fill the role they need is the mm-hmm. role they mm-hmm. need is an every down receiver who will push those chains that will get, you know, the five, 10 yard slant routes. Michael Gallup maybe can do that. Uh, Brandon cooks definitely is not that like he's, he's more of a stretch the field guy. Ceedee lamb potentially, but we've never really seen him as a number one, true number one target before. I know a lot of Cowboy fans are going to be yelling at me like he's been a number one for the last two years. No, he hasn't get out of here. So that's the whole thing is like, can Ceedee lamb fill that role of like, okay, this is the receiver we can go to, to move the chains. I don't know. I don't know. And like you said, like it's with a lot of people drafting Dak as a QB one, if your number one receiver is, I don't know, not a great sign. So that's the whole thing It's just until I see how this Cowboys offense works with a new coordinator, with a new running back, uh, and let's not forget a very aging offensive line too. Yeah, so this that's, is, a big one too. Ugh, that's a big one too. Like they the, do got some young pieces. It's a just lot of to chart. marks.
0: Yeah, it's, hard it's a to lot
1: chart. of question marks. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. yeah, now I'm with you. Um, and you know spoiler I pointed myself is Dak Prescott did not break my top twelve in terms of rankings. Go. And it there was it was tough. It was tough. It, I'm not gonna lie. It was I,
0: he was close, but didn't make the cut. That yeah, exactly, exactly. That's so close. yeah. Uh, But let's flip things around here, Tad. Let's get to the positive side here. So instead of talking about buzz, let's talk about some sleepers. So guys that maybe people are undervaluing that can end up having very productive seasons in fantasy football here in 2023. So, Tad, give me your sleeper this year at the quarterback position.
1: I'm going to attempt this. (laughs) Chua, chungabai
0: you actually got it! Whoa, you actually got it. There you we actually go. got it. Talk about upset it upset, learned. folks. Talk yeah. about an upset, Woo. folks. For
1: more upsets, check out our friends at Bet Online. Um, <laughs> so Tua, as I will refer to him from now on. There you go. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be scared away from his injury history, which is fair. I'm not yes. going to say like that's 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 a bad decision or anything, but I think that. If you are willing to take that risk, and this is where, and keep tuning in for the podcast because we will provide plenty of good backup options for you as the you know draft season nears closer. But if you can find a good QB2 to back him up, Tua is an excellent sleeper because I think a lot, like I said, I think a lot of people are going to be scared away from him because of the injury history. But people are forgetting this guy was a borderline MVP candidate before he suffered his second you know, finger twitching concussion, which was very freaky. Uh, But that's the whole thing is, do the Dolphins keep him safe? And I think that the Dolphins have so much invested in this guy that they are going to keep him safe. And Tyra Kill's coming back. This entire offense is coming back. There's no change to this offense. And let's not forget, the Dolphins are also, in my book, Favorites to land Dalvin Cook as well. So if Dalvin Cook... I I know, I know, I can hear people screaming in my headphones right now. Yes, I'm aware that there are contractual differences among both teams. That Dalvin Cook wants more money. Dolphins aren't willing to give him. I think they'll work it out. But if Dalvin Cook ends up in Miami, this is an easy pick for a sleeper. Because this is a guy that a lot of people are going to draft as a QB2 due to injury concerns. But again... He threw for 25 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and he missed five games last year. Imagine what he could do with a full season. So as long as Miami is smart enough not to keep running the ball with him, or you know, God forbid, as long as he doesn't suffer another concussion, he's good to go. Like this is this is an MVP candidate, like geared to like catapult your fantasy team to the championship. So I think why why you may be scared, Tua which is totally fair. I'm telling you, it's worth the risk as long as you have a good backup plan.
0: 100%. So he's a really good candidate to be undervalued, like I said, but I think here's the bigger word that I have describe for Tua Tagovailoa after the season is over, overlooked. I think a lot mm-hmm. of people are going to look at Tua Tagovailoa exactly, loud, exactly what you said, where it's like, I don't know if I trust the injury history. It's like I don't know if he could play a full 17 games. They were
1: they were freak injuries too. That's another exactly. thing to keep in mind. It's it's not like you know, oh, he tore a hand. It's it's not like Julio Jones syndrome, where yeah. it's like, oh, he tore Hammy. He's dealing with that. It was a freak injury too, unfortunately, in the same season. Yeah. But and that's something to keep in mind. But sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, you're all good. So I'm I just miss the- interrupting you so much. <laughs>
0: Um, so I think just the biggest thing is just people are going to, like I said, overlook him because of that injury history. But when he was healthy, like, I mean, they draft, they got speed on this roster. You talked about Tyreek Hill. I mean, he had such a sensational season. You talked about Jalen Waddle. He was able to be his running mate and they were both so sensational as far as the receiver position. Right. So, I mean, when he's healthy, he's able to get the ball to these guys because some, that's something that you worry about. That's something i always worried about as a Niners fan. It's like, okay, Jimmy Garoppolo is our quarterback. We're not going to be able to throw it deep as often, but that's not an issue in Miami. He can get the ball down the field to these speedsters when they're open like that. He's very good with his completion percentage, so he's hitting the open routes as well. So, I mean, this, this is a guy, when he's healthy, he's a very, very effective quarterback, and that makes him a very, very good producer in fantasy football as well. So, Yes, I can understand there's a little bit of risk there, but like Tad said, if you back him up with a solid option on your bench, he's 100% going to be a difference maker, and if he stays healthy the full season, you got yourself an absolute steal. How about this? If you
1: somehow find a way to draft both Tua and Aaron Rodgers, woo! It is possible.
0: It is possible. Rodgers,
1: I think Rodgers will slip in a lot of drafts. I oh, no, I Rodgers think he will. Gonna, I think yeah. will,
0: he will because you look at the season that he had last year and people are just like, okay, well, now that he has the weapons, exactly. like, will he return to form or is this just who he is if now? People are so. going to
1: shy. So, like, go for the quarterbacks that people are going to shy away from. It's a big risk. I will oh, yeah. not say that, but for sure. that's a gamble that I really do think will pay off.
0: But, yeah, a Tua-Aaron sort of quarterback combo there, like, I mean, that's that's pretty good. I do like that yeah. as well.
1: If, if you're in my fantasy league, uh, I'm lying. <laughs>
0: um, I'm going to get to my fantasy sleeper here, and I'm going to go with a guy that I brought up before, but I really want to emphasize that I'm pretty high on this guy. So I'm going to the NFC North. I'm going to the Minnesota Vikings. So that oh, means okay. I'm going to Kirk Cousins. And so we've talked about this before, that Kirk Cousins is entering Classic. a contract year. He's entering a contract year and i mean, be like, he's definitely past his prime as far as being an older quarterback, but he's still effective as a quarterback. And the fact that the quarterbacks get paid so much money, if he can absolutely go out and ball out, which I very much expect him to do, he's looking for his last big payday before he decides to eventually hang them up with this final team, wherever it is, whether that's back in Minnesota or whether it's somewhere else, but just you'll look at last season, first season under Kevin O'Connell, Cousins had a career high (laughs) 640. Not this again. I don't want to do this again. Seriously. Um, Cousins had a career high 643 passing attempts. He also threw for over 4,500 passing yards for the second time in his career. Um, He was also fifth in the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. So, I mean, this guy was leading this offense on all facets. And yes, it helps when you have Justin Jefferson to throw to, who had a sensational season. He won Offensive Player of the Year.
1: But well, I, shit. he's still in the roster. Like, exactly. It doesn't matter how you
0: put those numbers up. <laughs> um, but I think just the biggest thing that we're going to see in this offense is that they got some smaller upgrades that I think is really going to benefit the offense overall, which will then benefit Be Kirk Hudson. Be careful, Colin Jordan, has some small. I I'm talking about as far as like upgrades at the position, right? Where it's like Jordan Addison is an upgrade over Adam Thielen. Like, I mean, I think Adam Thielen had a productive (sighs) season last year, but just Jordan Addison stepping into that secondary role to pair up with Justin Jefferson. And we talked about KJ Osborne, another guy that we like a lot, that trio there, that's going to be really effective as far as, you know, having your X, your Y, and your Z set now at the receiver position, where it's like Adam Thielen, I think you can see the age a little bit more. He just wasn't the same router that he was moving the chains the same way that he was. So he's now playing at Carolina. But like now you have a young trio that I think can be very effective for this passing offense. And now you're getting a full season of TJ Hawkinson because you remember they traded mm, for him yep. midway through the season last year and he was absolutely tearing it up for Minnesota Vikings as well. But now you got him for a full season and we're going to see if he can sort of translate his contract year into a big contract as well in the off season. So not, pair not two contract year guys together. Like, I mean, that's like, that's dangerous.
1: <laughs> not to spoil anything. I haven't seen your, and I guys. I swear to God, this is not for the show. I have not seen a MERS rankings. He has seen mine, but. I think uh, my ranking for TJ Hawkinson may shock some. He is pretty high in my rankings. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Clearly, is not taking a look at what I emailed him.
0: No, I have not seen it yet. So I have no idea. (laughs) Um, And then also you have to look at the fact that they're switching over from Dalvin Cook, who we just talked about. He's no longer a member of the Minnesota Vikings, to Alexander Madison. And so it's like, once again, very similar to Tony Pollard, where it's like he has been good in some spot starts when Dalvin Cook went down. But now that he's the primary guy— is he still going to be the same effective runner that we saw previously? And then also we had to talk about the fact that they drafted Dwayne McBride to be a backup as well. So it's like, are they going to do something similar with cook and Madison where they use both in tandem? And now they're going to do it. Madison and McBride here, both in tandem here in Minnesota. So it's like either way though, I like both of those guys in the passing game to benefit Kirk Cousins. So it's just like overall, I very much like the system to benefit Kirk Cousins. And so currently what I've been seeing as far as articles of fantasy rankings and just positional rankings is that he is being ranked outside the top 10 for the position but with the offense that he has and just the contract year and Kevin O'Connell's passing first mentality year I think he finishes in the top 5 like I mean I very Whoa, much see that. I barely see that he has that type of production no. cuz he finished he finished as QB8 last year so, I mean, okay. it's not that much of a steep change as far as going from eight to number five. I think he's going to throw four more passing yards. He's going to throw four more passing touchdowns, and that's automatically going to increase him to possibly be in that top five. I'm not guaranteeing he's going to finish in the top five, but he has that potential with everything surrounding him and just all the external factors surrounding him. He has that potential. So I'm very high on Kirk Cousins this year. Wow, Kirk two yeah. two chains, as they like to call him. <laughs> don't, don't ever do that again.
1: That's what they call him. So oh I had to say God. it. Who? Who is the Who is that?
0: the media guys who followed okay, yeah, him last no, year when that, he has two shades and okay, no shirt. Right. I mean,
1: <laughs> regardless is uh top, top five. That's, that's gutsy. I currently spoiler alert. I have him ranked as my number 12 quarterback. I think he will be good. I I do really like what he has to work with, but KJ Osborne, Jordan Addison and Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. There's a lot for him to succeed there, but I, I've been burned too many times. By Kirk Cousins, fair, where it's just fair. like he's good, not great. Like you said, like uh, what he was number eight last year. He finished QB eight last year. Correct? Yeah, QB eight. So I feel like that's a sweet spot. It's just outside of the top five. Is so I think if you want a consistent, we spoke about this earlier. If you want a consistent good quarterback. 100% Kirk Cousins. Like if, if you disagree with me with what I spoke to start off this episode where, yes, you need to take the QB in round one. If you're one of those people who's like, no, I'm taking a wide receiver and running back, I'm shoring up all those positions, great. Kirk Cousins is your you know your guy because exactly. he will be available mm-hmm. there in the mid rounds and he will probably finish in the top 10. So he's a safe bet, but sleeper, eh. All
0: right. Fair enough, fair enough. The main reason that I called him a sleeper is because, like I said, he's being ranked outside of the top 10, but in some cases, outside outside the top 12, too. Outside the top 12, too. Like, I've seen a few articles that published it that way, too. So that's why I see It's like I like the value that he's 100% going to finish in the top 10. But like I said, he's got a good shot to finish in the top five.
1: I'll say this. I trust Kirk Cousins a hell of a lot more than I trust Dak Prescott. Exactly.
0: Exactly. I feel the same exact way. And and if
1: a sniper bullet comes through because I'm in (laughs) Dallas,
0: now you know why. All right. So like we talked about, uh, maybe top five for Kirk Cousins is a little bit of a hot take. I don't know how you want to put it there, but let's actually get to our hot takes at the position here, Tad. So, I mean, we both decided to sort of look at the position and figure out just like, you know, what could be a sort of bold prediction for this position that we think will come true. So, Tad, what is your bold prediction, hot take for the fantasy quarterback or just the quarterback in general this year heading into 2023? I mean,
1: Kirk Cousins is your sleeper. I'm going to go with my sleeper here. It's Jared Goff.
0: Is I think that
1: Jared okay. Goff is going to throw – for 35 touchdowns this year. And I know what people are thinking. I was like, well, Jameson Williams just got suspended for six games. How could he possibly do that? He threw for 29 touchdowns last year without Jameson Williams due to injury. And so Jameson Williams has gone for six games, right? So when he comes back, Jared Goff will have Amon Ross St. Brown, Marvin Jones, and Jameson Williams. Combine that with a stronger running game in David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Am I saying that right? Jameer? Jamar?
0: Yeah, you actually said it right. You used to say Jamar, wow. but it is uh, Jameer Gibbs. I'm
1: right there. But with a stronger running game, a strong receiving core, I think that Jared Goff is my favorite pick for a fantasy sleeper this year. So I think 35 touchdowns for Jared Goff,
0: book it. One guy that you left off that a lot of people have been talking about as far as like training camp and just like the coaching staff is very high on him. The rookie Sam Laporta out of Iowa, even fellow fellow Iowa alum, George Kittle, when they had tight end university recently, he said, I'm very high on this guy. The fact that he fell so uh, he fell quite a bit. I was very surprised that he didn't go in the first round. So, yeah, I think Sam Laporta going there there, like I've already said before this podcast many times. It's like I'm not usually very high on rookie tight ends, but if I had to pick one. I'm liking uh, Sam Laporta as far as breaking out the most with this situation.
1: And that's very telling because if memory serves, they drafted a second tight end too, didn't they?
0: I don't know if they drafted a second tight end. I know Green Bay went double. They, dock, they Green got Bay Luke went Musgrave double, and they got yeah. Tucker Craft. Either way, um,
1: we we were questioning the Laporta decision. I remember that. A little bit, both yeah, because I like, think there were
0: some other Michael, players available Michael at
1: the t- Michael Myers was still – no, Myers. Uh, yeah, no, the, the, the serial killer was available there. But Michael <laughs> Myers, he, the Notre Dame tight end was still available when they were on the clock. I remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So I'm going to get to my fantasy hot take here. So I'm going to go with a lot of people sort of like, you know, broke breakout athlete last year. He was in the running for the MVP he was a running for the offensive player of the year, Jalen hurts. And I think he okay. improves on the season that he had last year. And I think huh? he throws for over 4,000 passing yards and he scores 45 total touchdowns. So that is my hot take here. And there's a lot stop, of talk. Stop, 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 stop. What are you smoking? Because I want to hit. <laughs> so there's a lot of talk about how good this defense is going to look with their old all Georgia defense or whatever, right? And just like how impressive it was last season and Hassan Redick having such a good season for them and all this stuff. And so, like a, a lot of people talk about the defense. People forget how good this offense was. Like, I mean, Jalen Hurts, oh, AJ sorry, Brown, sorry. Miles Sanders, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard. I mean, there's a lot of great pieces. There's a reason why their offense was, you know. They're so good. Like, I mean, they finished second in the league in total yards, the second in the league in total scoring as well. They're only behind the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, makes sense why the Kansas City Chiefs end up winning the Super Bowl, right? But we saw in that game in the Super Bowl that it was, it was a track meet. Both teams were scoring back and forth, left and right right sort of I was
1: there. I was there for
0: that. You were there, exactly. You saw it in person. And so it's just like you see that just this offense is able to keep up with a lot of these offenses that are very high potent. So it's like you see that there, but just like like I talked about, Hertz was in the conversation for the winning the MVP award and also the Offensive Player of the Year award. So he finished with 3,701 passing yards and 22 passing touchdowns and then combined that with 760 rushing yards and 13 rushing touchdowns. So he finished just the shade about, you know, 4,400 yards, about 4,400 total yards, and he had 35 total touchdowns. Now, what I'm saying is that he's going to increase those passing numbers up. And he's going to score more touchdowns because he's increasing those passing numbers up. So he's going to have more passing touchdowns. His rushing touchdowns might come down a little bit. But just I think we're going to see a very – let's just – Hurts is going to take it to another level. And it's just going to make this office just that much better. Because, I mean, he had an outstanding season last year. I think the thing that sort of worries me, which is going to benefit Jalen Hurts, is that they replaced Miles Sanders, who was able to stay relatively healthy, with two guys that have a bit of injury history, DeAndre Swift and Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny missed 12 games last season. Miles, uh, DeAndre Swift, excuse me, missed five games last season. So if they were to miss any time, as much as like Kenny Gainwell... I bet you they're going to lean on Jalen Hurts a little bit more to run it. And on top of that, maybe lean on him to pass the ball a little bit more as well, because Dallas Goddard got hurt a little bit. He came away midway through season. Then he became a productive member there. Well, obviously saw how good Jalen Brown, AJ Brown was. And then Devontae Smith was just a good supplemental piece too. So I mean, just, I think just this offense is going to rely more on Jalen Hurts this season with the potential injury risk there in the backfield that I think he's going to surpass those numbers that he had last season. And so if he puts this feet up, I think he very much can finish as the QB one in fantasy circles. Uh, Mer- <clears throat>
1: Say for me again, how many passing touchdowns did he have last year? Twenty-two. 20, twenty-two. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Okay. And uh, and how many rushing touchdowns? Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So twenty-two plus thirteen, carry the one, divide the zero. Okay. So that's thirty-five. How in the world does he pass or score 10 more touchdowns? It's ridiculous because exactly like what you say is best case scenario. Then they'll start running with him more. Well, you know what comes with running with a quarterback more is injuries. And so I, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I don't mean to poo poo on your hot take, but man, 45 touchdowns, total touchdowns off credit where credit passing passing and rushing yeah Craig, where too i don't know i i don't trust uh trust his longevity i don't trust his ability to stay you know healthy or stay consistent for that matter is that we don't know how this running game is going to look without miles sanders we don't know if this team can repeat the same performance they showed last year maybe it was a flash in the pan maybe you're right maybe i'm wrong but that is a game where i'm not going on that's fair and that's right. Yeah, that's the definition of a hot take. Exactly.
0: And I felt like it was a pretty hot take. That's <laughs> but a great hot take. I also, no, like I said, I believe take. in it. I believe in it. So I that was so that
1: scalding hot. I took my pan, uh, my hand right off the pan when it started.
0: Okay, I thought you were going in a different direction. I don't hand know it's no, I was no, like, hand. whoa, that's not the type of podcast mm, we run no, here, my no. friend. No, <laughs> my,
1: my mother listens to this. Come on.
0: Exactly, yes. Yeah. So let's let's keep it a little bit more PG, my friend. I know you drop a few hand F-bots every so hands, often. A yes. <laughs> lot, lot of minefields here. Oh, gosh. But a great way to end the episode, I think. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, um, you. Like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, we're going, you know, we're diving headfirst into the pool here. We're giving you a lot of great fantasy content. We started with quarterbacks today. We're 100% going to keep going with this. We're going to give you running backs, receivers, tight ends, defense, kickers. I mean, all of that, everything in between. We're going to give you sleepers and busts. I mean, deep sleepers, breakouts. I mean, you name it. We're going to be covering it on the podcast. If not on the podcast, you're definitely going to be getting some graphics on social media. So, I mean, yeah, make sure you're following us on socials. Like, I mean, you see the ticker down below. I mean, we've plugged this so many times, but I think the big thing that we keep plugging it is because we want to help you. We want to help you win your leagues. We want to help you plan your drafts. We want to help you with your trades once we get in season. So, I mean, make sure you're hitting us up. You find us on Twitter. You got me at arm of the side 23. You got Tad at Tad the side 94. You got the show handle at the side guys. And of course we're on Instagram at the side guys as well. So please, interact with us let us know your questions we're happy to help you out with anything and everything that you want to discuss fantasy football wise because we want to win you some leagues this year for sure so make sure you interact with us um like we talked about, we took about a week off last year. We did drop uh, – not last year, last week I should say. But last oh, year we, we took a week, week off too. We took
1: a week off last year too. Yeah, last so year we took a week off, off too. Oh, so I wasn't correct.
0: completely incorrect there. But last week we took a little bit of time off. So, I mean, maybe you didn't know that we dropped an episode last week. But the best way you can find out, subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen right on the LFA Network website as well. Hit that subscribe button. Always be up to date with our podcast. And if you're watching us on YouTube – Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as well so you're always up to date with our videos as well. And the big thing, too, make sure you're supporting our parent network, LAFB network. Without them, there would be no us for sure. Um, so they're giving you a lot of great content because as the seasons are coming close, we're talking about training camp. They probably got a lot of articles coming out with Chargers training camp and Rams training camp. But then also... NFL season is coming close. College football season is coming close pretty, too. So they got you covered with Trojans football and Bruins football as well. Sorry, Ted, no Horned Frogs football on our network. But maybe eventually, maybe eventually. We'll see what oh, happens no. here. Just, just until we beat you guys again. <laughs> um, But, yeah, make sure you're following all the great content that they have there with LA Sports Pacific. And, of course, make sure you're following everything that we're doing to give you fantasy football content for sure. But, guys, to everybody who's already listening, who subscribed to – watching us and I mean just anything and everything in between guys we really can't thank you enough hey not much
1: I can say that Mur hasn't already draft season is upon us if you want the best advice hit that follow button follow us on youtube twitter spotify apple podcast guys I killed in uh you know fantasy football last year with the LAFB crowd I killed it with my personal friends crowd I am telling you If you want to win your league, you listen to us. You watch us. So keep tuning in because we are not finishing just with the QB rankings. We have running back rankings, receiver rankings, tight end rankings, apparently kicker rankings, which I need to make because I did not know we were doing that. All right. You got some time. Yeah. Well. (laughs) That'll,
0: that'll We're sure. going to cover your defenses.
1: I do well. have my defense, right? Okay. So bottom line is we have all the rankings coming for you. We have all the draft advice coming for you. So keep tuning in over the next couple of weeks because we will help you get that championship. I make that absolute promise to you. So as always, everyone, please thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And please, as always stay safe.